0: This week, in our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we took a look at Information Services, symbol ISV on the TSX, a provider of registry and information management services for public data and records. The stock pays a relatively attractive dividend at 4.8%, and a listener who has been watching the company for a while asks us if now is time to add or buy a position. This week, we have two stars, and the first will be no stranger to our clients, as it was recommended just over a year ago this month this stock viamed healthcare is a us based medical equipment supplier viamed added another 9% this week it's up 26% on the month 90% on the year and perhaps most importantly for our clients it has gained 158% since our recommendation at $3.85 1 year ago our star number 2 is microcap electrovia symbol EFL on the TSX. It designs and develops electrode separators, cells, advanced battery, and battery systems for the transportation, electrical grid, stationary storage, and mobile markets. The stock jumped 23% this week on the back of a promising order. Finally, Our dog of the week is retail stock that has been a market darling since its IPO. The company, Canada Goose Holdings Inc., symbol G-O-O-S on the TSX, designs, manufactures, and distributes retail premium outerwear for men, women, and children. This week, Canada Goose took a 31% haircut in one day after it announced its 2019 fiscal results and its outlook for the current year. The stock has been trading at premium valuations and we have warned clients a number of times that any stumble or decrease in a growth rate, its growth rate, could fell the stock. Is the drop an opportunity or a sign of things to come? We will discuss. Let's get into the show. First, I'm going to welcome... My co-host, Mr. Aaron Dunn, our senior analyst and senior VP at Keystone. How are you doing, Aaron?
1: I'm doing good, Ryan. We have a busy slate of companies today, a couple stars, which is always nice to see. It is
0: nice to see for sure. And we're going to remind our listeners and our clients that our spring DIY seminars, the videos for them are now available for clients. You can just log into your account and those should be up and running. You can view those seminars that we went through in the past month. Uh, also for people who are not clients who want to get an idea of how we like to construct a simple 10 to 20 stock portfolio, look at some actual recommendations from our coverage that we talk about in this seminar, and you know how we believe that Canadians are Uh, lacking in their, on average, Canadians are lacking in their exposure to some of the US uh, technology and the exposure we can get there through the US market, and a number of other things that we touch on, hot themes, cannabis stocks, cryptocurrencies, and the like. We look at all of those in this seminar. It's two hours, and uh, I think you can purchase that now for around $79 on our website. So go there and take a look. I know that two of the companies that we recommended at that just in that seminar just over just less than a month ago have done very well already and continue to offer value. The first company we're going to get into today is comes from our your stock our take. The question comes in from a listener. It's on information services, symbol ISV on the TSX. He says that it seems like a stable dividend payer as it handles all of the land transfer and corporate registry filings in Saskatchewan. What do you think of the company for a long term investor that came in uh, from John via an email? Aaron, I'm going to let you take that one. It's time we answer a question on your stock in a little segment we like to call your stock our take buy, sell,
1: or hold. Sure, I'll take this. So information services symbol SIV trades for just over $16 per share right now yields 4.8 uh, percent with a market cap of about 287 million. So what they do, they're a provider of registry and information management services for public data and records. Uh, their main segment is the registry segment and they through this segment they are the exclusive provider of land titles registry, land surveys directory, personal property registry and corporate registry in the province of Saskatchewan. Uh, They also have two other segments their services segment and their technology segment. Um, So the the stock over the past year has been flat down slightly, down actually about uh, 11 or 7% rather. Uh, As I said, they do pay a nice dividend. Um, They're they're currently about two years into a 15-year contract with the province of Saskatchewan as their exclusive provider of registry services. But the strategy of the business is to expand out of registry. Uh, Right now, registry accounts for about 60% of revenue, but they're looking to expand and diversify into new markets. And services. So, taking a look at the recent financial results, they put out their Q1 uh, report on May 8th. Um, Generally, fairly positive results. Revenue was up 6.5% to 28.6 million. Uh, EBITDA increased 2.1% to 7.4 million, and earnings per share. Uh, we're up 13% to 17 cents per share uh, on a trailing 12-month basis. They've they're generated earnings of about a dollar eight, so that puts the valuation at approximately 15 times adjusted earnings. So fairly reasonable valuation uh the balance sheet looks good they have debt of just under 20 million but also cash of nearly 18 million so about 2 million in net debt almost no net debt at all something we like to see um guidance for 2019 uh they're looking for revenue growth of about 11% but um EBITDA, earnings before interest taxes, depreciation and amortization is actually expected to be down marginally. Um, at the midpoint of their guidance, they're looking for EBITDA of about 31 to 35 million in 2019. So at the midpoint of their guidance, that would be year over year decline of of 8.1%. And EBITDA margins for the year are expected to range between 24 to 27% uh, compared to just over 30% in 2018. So the company does expect revenue growth in 2019 to be driven primarily from its services segment, um, while the registry segment uh, continues to be flat or slightly down, but still a, a strong generator of stable free cash flow. So, just looking at the the company overall from a bird's eye view, uh, they are a unique information services is a unique business. The long term contract they have with the province of Saskatchewan does provide them with a strong competitive competitive advantage, and that source of ongoing cash flow. So that's a positive. Um, another positive is is the balance sheet. Uh, the valuation appears healthy, and we do like the strategy of them trying to diversify out of their registry business into new markets and new service offerings. Now, in the short term, it's not clear that the company will be able to produce much growth overall. Uh, The guidance for lower EBITDA in 2019 is a concern. So while information services will likely be able to sustain their 4.8% yielding dividend, uh, we would like to see better growth over the next couple of years, more more visible growth catalysts. I think that the company does offer some value at present to patient income investors. So you could potentially take a smaller position in the stock if your time horizon is three to five years or longer. Uh, As I said, though, we would like to see better uh, growth catalysts over the near term. So we're continuing to follow the stock closely and, and it is on our monitor list.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great summary. Uh, Aaron uh, is doing a larger report right now, and he, you know, he's gone through around 300 dividend, or dividend payers in Canada, and this would likely make part of the shortlist. But he, as he went through that company, he's explaining what they do, the, uh, the growth there, and how we look at the business in terms of how we value it. And he talks about, you know, there's some good stable earnings here, good solid dividend. We'd like to see a little more growth. Would be monitoring this company. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Aaron, but you're probably monitoring. If you saw uh, some growth driver going forward, it may be a company that would become a recommendation. You know, all things being equal, if the if the valuations stayed where they were.
1: Certainly, uh, they you know if they were to do a sign a big contract, if they were to um, do a, an acquisition or, or some type of a driver that would really show us that they're um, that they're able to diversify out of their their registry segment, which once again, is, is a great generator of free cash flow, yeah. but um, not, not a growth driver right now. Yeah, and it
0: is a business that, like you said, it's not certainly not over levered. It could uh, add some leverage to the business, make an acquisition, have some growth going forward, and then that may pique our interest. But there's a company where, for our clients, we'd always be monitoring, and we want to see that growth come into the business that would really attract us uh, as, a, as an investor in the near and long term. From our stars and dogs segment, it's time for this week's star. star. So we're gonna get to our weekly star. Our first star of the week is Viamed Healthcare Inc. Symbol VMD on the TSX. Again, no stranger to our clients, as it's been in coverage now for just over a year. Current price is nine ninety five. The market cap is three hundred and seventy five million in that range. Uh, What has it done over the past week, uh, month, and year? Well, Viomed added 9% this week, 26% on the month, 90% year to date, and perhaps more importantly for our clients, it has gained 158% since our recommendation a year ago at $3.85. Let's take a look at what this business does. They're a U.S.-based medical equipment supplier, as we said. In layman's terms, the company places respiratory therapists inside the homes to treat patients with very sick lungs. Many of these patients are unfortunately at the end-of-life stage at a time when they are most likely to visit the hospital. The company's service uh, for these hospitals prevents readmissions from occurring. The primary disease treated is COPD or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. ViMed uses non-invasive ventilators which allow the company to ventilate patients with a mask versus forcing them to be Uh, in the bed, incubated. The quality of life is better for the patients and the healthcare costs decrease. So it is win-win. So what is driving this business, the share price and the growth here? One of the factors is the healthcare system in the U.S. has 11,000 new people qualifying for Medicare every day for the next 19 years, which is forcing the U.S. to find and embrace more cost-effective value-based solutions. VIMED provides a cost effective healthcare based solution. And you can see tremendous growth in the underlying numbers here. In Q1, the company reported revenues jumped 45% to 20.4 million. Adjusted EBITDA came in at 4.8 million, up from 3.76. The guidance going forward, you always have to look forward when you look at a business, are for revenues for Q2, 2019, of between 22.2 and 22.8 million. Uh, They expect slightly higher margins from the prior year. The midpoint of this guidance would represent a 45% increase over the same period last year, and it's 10% up over just the previous quarter. So you've got excellent current growth and future growth. And the company also expects to uplist to a U.S. exchange, which could drive some investor interest. Now, we recently released a full update on the stock to clients, including our near-term fair value with the company, and it continues to trade below that. The potential market for the company's non-invasive vent, or NIV, offering is large, and despite its growth, Viomed is only scratching the surface. In fact, the entire NIV market penetration is less than 10% of its potential. With the stock hitting new all-time highs this week and our clients seeing gains of over 155% over the last year alone, Viomed achieves the coveted status of our star of the week.
1: A great stock and just a great example of how you can find these underfollowed, unknown companies generating a lot of money and, and you know, selling into what's really a huge market. I mean, there's definitely some volatility in, in, in US healthcare, but that home healthcare Home, the whole home health care segment is just, I mean, it, it's bound to grow because it's a way to actually cut healthcare costs overall in the U.S. Yeah,
0: yeah, and we've benefited from that in the past. Uh, Aaron had a recommendation in our U.S. research Almost Family, which within a year, I believe, was taken over for about a 65% premium, uh, specializing in the home health care market as well. It's an area that th- there can be some vol- volatility, uh, definitely with VMD, Uh, because medical devices in the U.S. uh, historically have, you know, it's volatile. There can be payment cuts from Medicaid or Medicare, and there can be changes to regulation. But again, this company, the management team we've met with three times over the past year, continue to put their head down, grow the business organically, not going out and issuing shares to grow uh, via acquisition. Uh, the company is growing organically at a very high clip. If it continues to do that, uh, the long term, two to five years out, the company uh, continues to offer value. So the next company, we're going to look at our second star of the week, and uh, that's Electro Aaron's going to take a look at it now. From our stars and dogs
1: segment, it's time for this week's Star. 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 Sure, thank you. Uh, so Electrovia, um, symbol is EFL on the TSX, trades at about uh, $0.25, cents, $0.26, cents, and a market cap of $26.4 million approximately. So uh, between May 27, 28, the stock price of Electrovia jumped 33%. Uh, so what does the company do? So they design and develop electrode separators, cells, advanced battery, and battery systems for the transportation, electric grid, stationary storage and mobile markets. And they own a they own a proprietary uh, lithium ion super polymer technology. So the majority of the company's revenue is generated from the European region. To date, Electrovia sold and delivered batteries to commercial operations at 23 customer sites in uh, the United States and Canada with several customers making follow-up orders. The majority of the customers are large corporations, including several Fortune 500 companies. And these end users span all aspects of the materials handling market, of the materials handling market, include major retail, furniture distribution, cold storage, manufacturing, and third-party logistics companies. But why did this company uh, move up? What, what what was the big, uh, big catalyst here? Well, on May 28th, the company announced it had received its first purchased order for an electric bus battery system. Uh, the, moduri- the modular battery system is expected to provide the 40-foot bus to, to, to the 40-foot bus a range of more than 200 kilometers and would be capable of fast charging. So these buses are expected to operate 12 to 16 hours a day or more with a targeted life of at least 10 years. So uh, nice uh, nice catalyst for the company but when we're looking at a business we always, uh, we always dive into the financials. So Company's uh, most recent uh, quarterly report was the first quarter of 2019. Um, revenues were 1.3 million, so they were actually down 62% compared to 3.3 million in the first quarter of last year. Uh, net income was a loss of 1.9 million compared to a loss of 2.7 million last year, and adjusted EBITDA was a loss of 1.1 million compared to a loss of 1. For last year, another thing that we notice as well is that the company has negative shareholder equity, which is not a great sign. Um, so, just looking at the business, uh, they're operating in what is a very attractive space. I mean, there, there's a lot of money that goes into the the lithium battery industry. Uh, certainly, there's there's huge potential in that space, but. uh, In in spite of um, what was positive news for the company here, we we, we really need to see these contracts translate into actual strong financial performance and profitability. So the purchase order is promising and it could lead to more and more contracts and revenue flowing into the company. But as it stands right now, the company is not profitable. Until it becomes profitable, it would not meet our minimum criteria for recommendation. So this was a good first milestone, but it's still something that we would consider highly speculative. Nevertheless, um, good on them. So that's they're, they're the star of the week. Yeah, I agree. I
0: and mean, sh- again, it shows you a good example of what we're looking at. Continue to monitor a business like that, monitor that order, order as it goes through, see if they can be profitable off of it and we think that you know if there is some profitability there then we have an opportunity to potentially make an investment or make a recommendation on that company but until we see a minimum criteria of profitability and likely over a more extended period than just one quarter uh, it would be a company we just monitor so we're going to finish up this week with our weekly dog from our stars and dog segment it's time for this week's dog <coughs> The dog this week is Canada Goose Holdings Inc. Symbols G O O S on the TSX. Uh, current price around $45, $47. Market cap of $2.7, $2.8 billion. Uh, uh, what the dog performance this week, what led to uh, us marking it as a dog this week? The company had a sharp drop uh, this week from, it was down just at the market open about 22% at one point and ended the day one day this week down 31 percent what does the company do of course uh, canada is goose is a canadian-based company which designs manufactures distributes retail premium outerwear for men women and children its products are sold through a select uh, select outdoor and luxury online retailers and distributors Canada Goose is famous for those ever-so-popular high-end parkers that are seen adorning uh, people all across the country and, of course, all across the world now. Now, what is driving this the downward movement in the stock? The company released its fiscal 2019 results this week. While they looked mostly positive in terms of growth, there was strong growth over 2018. There's a decent outlook for growth here. The company had been trading at lofty multiples. We had warned clients a number of times that any stumble or decrease in growth rate could foul the stock. And we're going to look at the numbers and that's what we see going forward. Going forward is a decrease in the growth rate. Again, this quarter or this past year, revenue was up forty percent to eight hundred and thirty million. Net income was up forty nine percent to one hundred and forty three million, uh, and a diluted basis per share, the company made a dollar twenty eight up from eighty six cents. That's forty nine percent growth. So tremendously strong growth there. Uh, the outlook or guidance going forward, because you value a stock typically on what it's doing now, but also on what mainly on what it's doing going forward. Uh, It's annual revenue growth rate for fiscal 2020, the year it's in right now. Uh, It expects annual revenue growth of at least 20%, adjusted EBITDA margin expansion of 40 basis points, and annual growth in adjusted net income of at least 25%. So those are great growth numbers, but it may be the lack of specifics here or color that we see in those numbers. Uh, For example, it says 20% revenue growth. Uh, Now, 50% would fall in the at least 20% revenue growth range, which would be tremendous growth. Uh, But, you know, there's no real color on whether you're looking at 20%. It's just 20% or above. So maybe that lack of specific in terms of growth has spooked investors. Canada Goose suffered a severe one-day drop in its share price, but in this case, it's really not a case of poor performance on a relative scale, it appears to be more of a cautionary tale of unrealistic near-term valuations and expectations of continued blue sky growth. Now, even with the drop, the company is trading at strong premiums, which uh, considering its consistent growth is not surprising, but they are still higher than what you'd see on average. Companies in Canada Goose' position can be susceptible to slight misses in investor expectations, which can lead to significant drops in their share price. Canada Goose appears to, appears to be a great company with consistent, strong growth and a very uh, solid balance sheet and a solid outlook going forward. It just wasn't strong enough to hold up against the unrealistic expectations, potentially near term, in a very volatile industry. This makes the company our dog of the week
1: it's really the classic story and that's that's why we we advise against overpaying for companies is the, the valuation is really a reflection of the future expectation. And if that expectation is unrealistic sustainably, then you know at some point in time, uh, investors are going to look to revalue the stock. And when that happens, it can be catastrophic, even though earnings and revenues are continuing to rise.
0: Yeah, I mean, and we looked at this company earlier in the year. We've had questions on it in our chat sessions because it was a high flyer, definitely. You know, at one point it traded around 70 times earnings. And you know that you're expecting the company to continue to grow going forward at 70 percent or 50 percent or or above that range. It's, the, I mean, the growth that they're forecasting going forward of adjusted earnings of 25 percent. That is very strong growth. But when you're paying a multiple or a premium that is far in excess of that, two times that multiple, any pullback in terms of growth uh, like we saw the company's uh, adjusted income was up 49% this year now they're looking at anywhere above 25% this coming year so it's a pullback in terms of growth likely uh, then you see a readjustment in terms of the valuation now this is a stock we monitor for maybe potential entry points but the current valuations we would say are closer to fair value or slightly overvalued then they are significantly undervalued Again, a good company, is it trading at a reasonable price? It certainly wasn't uh, just a week ago. Uh, It's getting a little closer today, but we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, It just provides a cautionary tale of when you have premium valuations, you can have a significant drop when there is any hiccup in the business. And it's hard for any business, even the best out there, to have no hiccups in their results uh, over the test of time. So I'd like to thank Aaron again for co-hosting with me this week. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Ryan. I remind uh, all of our listeners and our clients, for one, that uh, that our latest seminar is now up and available. Uh, you can log into your account and uh, view that seminar. If anybody who's not a client wants to get their hands on that, watch our two-hour seminars. You can just log on to keystocks.com. I believe it's on the front page. You can click through there. And it's a relatively reasonable price at $79 to get access to that two-hour uh, presentation with myself and Aaron. Again, keep your questions coming into our Your Stock, Our Take segment. We keep getting more and more each week. We like to answer those questions on the regular social media channels, or you can email us those questions. I'd like to thank you for listening. And I wish all our listeners profitable
1: investing. Profitable investing.